0: And coming up, as much as we're looking forward to this weekend, I think we are all really looking forward to next weekend. Long weekend, first long weekend of the summer, Victoria Day long weekend, May 2-4. Kind of the unofficial start to summer and vacation season. We're trying to stretch our dollar these days as far as we possibly can with these... uh, rising prices and the rising cost of living some great money-saving tips when it comes to a summer travel from a kelly Keene financial expert to coming up you'll hear from her later this hour speaking of travel though we've got a number of travel headlines to cover off on this friday let's welcome in the travel lady here's travel expert leslie cater who joins us once again leslie good afternoon good afternoon jeff Okay, we're going to pick up on a discussion you and I have had at least, I think, a couple of times in the past Mm -hmm. few weeks. These long lineups at airports right across the country, and we're hearing they could could actually, Leslie, get worse in the coming months? What's going on here?
1: Yeah, that's a worry because we're moving into a very busy travel time. And the problem seems to be in the security screening area. Um, Garda World is is trying to recruit more people. But, uh, you know, even though they're recruiting a lot, people are dropping out of training, even before they've completed the training. And I guess it is a stressful job. And the wages are anything from 17 to 27 an hour. So starting off at $17 an hour with that kind of stress, it's probably not that attractive.
0: And the union, it is saying, the union that represents airport security workers, Leslie, they're saying that the agency responsible uh, for hiring and uh, hiring these workers that do the uh, screening, they just weren't prepared for the uh, backlog when it came to a uh, passenger uh, demand. Uh, didn't we all mm. see this uh, coming, that we knew as soon as everybody got the green light to travel once again, that there was a pent-up demand there?
1: Yeah, well, you would think. I mean, uh, you know, those numbers coming into the airports now, I mean, we've seen terrible scenes on the news of uh, people waiting for hours. And so many people now are talking about getting Nexus that's going to get you through quicker. And I thought, well, last time I traveled, the Nexus line was probably just as long.
0: Right. So is this something that's uh, obviously not going to fix itself in the short term? This is going to be a little while and travelers better get used to this because when you've got a problem when it comes to staffing and hiring, it's just not like Mm -hmm. you can flip a switch here.
1: No, you can't. Although they are bringing in more people who are maybe not fully certified, but you've got to get those, those lineups going through. We've got to get that it out um, I think they're working hard on it uh, you know they obviously realize that this is a problem and they're under a lot of pressure so hopefully that will work um, one can only hope so because yeah the numbers are there the bookings are going up people want to travel
0: Yeah, and give me your take because we did hear I think it was uh, earlier this week uh, Leslie that uh, some of the blame was actually being pointed back at the consumer, at customers, at travelers, because they just didn't have their documentation apparently ready. And uh, the word was that we were kind of all out of practice when it comes to Mm -hmm. travel.
1: Well, yes. And I know the transport minister has faced some fire over that statement. But honestly, from what I've seen standing in lineups over the last couple of months when i've been traveling is there are people who are not prepared and you just get that one person it holds up the whole line and it's very frustrating so yes it is our responsibility as travelers to be prepared but there's a lot of prepared travelers standing in that lineup as well and security is very very slow right so i guess we all have to work together on this
0: All right. Meantime, the problems might not just be in the airport itself, but also on flights, on airplanes. Because, Leslie, we are also hearing that Canadian flight attendants, they are now demanding to be paid for their time on the ground as well as in flight. What more can you tell us about this?
1: Yes, that is right. uh, These delays at the airports are obviously impacting flight attendants, and they only get paid for 15 minutes after their flight. And during the time that they're in the air, I was quite surprised when I heard that because they actually do quite a lot even before the plane takes off. And now they're saying these delays. I mean, it doesn't make it worth their while. So what do they actually earn, flight attendants? I, I looked up that information. They can get anything from twenty-one up to fifty dollars per hour. So it averages out about twenty-five dollars an hour. Now, if you're only getting paid when you're on the plane and you are waiting two hours to board your flight so that you can do your job, not really fair, is it?
0: No, and the Canadian Union of Public Employees is saying as much, saying its members are increasingly working for free. As arriving planes, as we know, are being held up at the gate at Pearson Airport Mm -hmm. in Toronto and uh, elsewhere, in some cases for upwards of uh, three hours. So this is now a source of frustration for a lot of the uh, Canadian Union of Public uh, employees, uh, their members, uh, these flight attendants. So are we thinking perhaps maybe we might see some job action here as well that could further complicate matters at airports?
1: Oh, let's, let's hope not. You know, we want to keep uh, job actions and those kind of things to a minimum. And we need to look after the flight attendants. For goodness sake, they do a stressful job in the air. And uh, we've seen other airlines who've actually had to take seats out because they don't have enough flight attendants to serve the number of people. So if we want to travel, think more for it, because with security costing more, with flight attendants costing more, with gas costing more, yeah, I think the pricing is going to go up, and I'm already seeing that, uh, certainly for flights across to Europe during the busy season.
0: All right, speaking of escalating prices, just finally here, I have to ask you about this story I ran across uh, (laughs) last night. Normally, we don't talk housing prices with you. It's travel, but housing prices, stay with me on this one, have become so big so huge so unaffordable for people they are now saying that it's cheaper to live on a cruise ship leslie than it is to pay a mortgage on a house this is a couple out of uh, seattle and apparently yeah. for the better part of this uh, last year they've actually been living on a cruise ship for i think it's 89 a day that covers the room food and entertainment what do you think yeah. of this idea <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I have met a few people on cruises who have done the same thing. They go away for six months, they put the car up on uh, props and don't pay their insurance, and they say they save money. Actually giving up your house to cruise all year, I don't know. I look at this $89 a day for both of them, and I think Cruise line are they on? Where they're getting the it for that? I mean, I looked for example, a Holland America. You can do ninety four day cruise. It starts at twenty one thousand, let's say, plus taxes. Um, that's still nowhere near what they're paying. But are they in an inside cabin? I have to ask that because to spend that amount of time in an inside cabin, it's like living in a cupboard. And <laughs> I know that there's some people say. I don't need an ocean view because I just use my room for showering and changing and sleeping. That might be fine, but I think there's some benefits you can get yeah. because if you're a frequent cruiser, you, can, uh, you get discounts, and if you book back-to-back cruises, you get a discount. So if you really plan it out carefully, you can get it down really low, but I would draw the line at not having a window.
0: Okay, because, yeah, that's what I was uh, wondering as well, because it seemed awfully cheap, and I thought maybe they're just, you know, buying in bulk and saving, if you will. Uh, They're in their (laughs) 50s, by the way, this couple, and they say that uh, they went on a 51-day trip from Seattle, uh, where they live, or did live, I guess, to uh, Sydney, and they say some of their favorite ports of call, they've been to Singapore, Italy, here to Canada, and the Bahamas as well, but they've been able to do it. For as little as $89 a day, Uh, they don't go over, I think it's $129 a day when it comes to uh, accommodation and other spending. But uh, they say that they are saving a pile of money when it comes to uh, housing in this uh, housing affordability crisis.
1: Yeah, now you know what, there's a big jump, and I looked at that particular cruise, the 51-day Seattle to Sydney, comes in the regular prices forty seven seventy four plus tax that 's an inside if you want to go up to a veranda it jumps up to seventy five thirty seven so again, there are all sorts of frequent cruising discounts that you can get, and there's ways of doing it, but it just depends how you want to travel but could I live on a cruise ship? find me up. I could work from there. I could own you from anywhere in the world, Jeff. Imagine that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Leslie, a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for this on a Friday, and enjoy your weekend. Yeah, you too, Jeff. Stay well. You too. Travel expert Leslie Kanter with us, and we're back after this here on the Jeff MacArthur Show.